Welcome back to our series. Um, today we're going to be speaking about Rabbi Gamliel. But this Rabbi Gamliel, um, unlike a previous year we had given um, on the Rabbi Gamliel at the end of the first parak, this is the Rabbi Gamliel mentioned uh, at the beginning of the second parak, um, Mishnah Beis, Parak Beis. It says, Rabbi Gamliel, B'noi Shorab Yehuda Hanasi. This Rabbi Gamliel that we're focusing on in our Mishnah was the son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Now, one of the things that is interesting is that the, the previous Mishnah, which is the opening of Perik Beis, says Rebbe Oimer. Rebbe Oimer. Rebbe is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. We know he was called Rebbe. Now, over here, it would have sufficed. We know there were a number of Rabbi Gamliel, so it's important to identify which Rabbi Gamliel we're talking about. So it could have just simply said, Rabbi Gamliel Benai. Rabbi Gamliel, his son. Why was it necessary to say Rabbi Gamliel Shel Rabbi Yehuda and to add the title of Nasi, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi? Previously referred to him as Rebbe. Why are we calling him Rabbi Yehuda Nasi over here in this Mishnah? And as we focus on Mishnayis, it's important to understand that every word and every letter is carefully chosen. And as we know from learning Gemara, uh, Pirkei doesn't have Gemara, but um, we learn out many things from language and extra wording. Uh, and letters uh, of the way the Tanoim chose to write their Mishnayis. So it's important for us to understand why is he identified as uh, the son of Rebbe and then called Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi in this Mishnah, where previously he was just called Rebbe. So the Teferis Yisrael says a very simple um, explanation, and he says that in the first Mishnah, it was during his lifetime. During his lifetime, he was referred to as Rebbe. Um, but after his passing, he was referred to as Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Now, it addresses the difference in the Mishnah uh, ref referring to him, that in the first case it doesn't call him Nasi, in the second case it does call him Nasi, but it doesn't really address our main question, which is, why was it necessary to say uh, anything more than Rabbi Gamliel Beno? Uh, why does it have to say Shorab Yehuda Hanasi? So the first Yisrael doesn't really address that, but I would like to uh, address that as part of our uh, as part of our discussion. So let's look at what he teaches and then come back to the connection part. So he says, famous Mishnah, Yafet Talmatayra im Derecheretz, that it is beautiful to combine the the learning of Torah, the study of Torah, with Derecheretz. Now, what exactly is Derecheretz? So. Most people will think, well, what's the question? Derech Eretz means proper behavior, the way a person conducts himself or herself. But believe it or not, there's a big machlokis rishonim on how to teach, how to translate and interpret our Mishnah and what it means when it says Derech Eretz. Sometimes we find the term Derech Eretz relating to proper conduct. Other times we find the term Derech Eretz referring to going out to work and earn a livelihood. Uh, in this particular Mishnah, many of the Rishonim, um, the Bartanura, uh, Rashi, the Rambam, Rabbeinu Yainer, Rabbeinu Mechai, uh, the Machsavitri, and also in the Avastar Abnasin, it, it seems to be uh, clear that they all interpret the, the lesson over here of Derech Eretz referring to um, earning a livelihood. And that's what Derech Eretz means. However, there are other Rishonim that disagree and say that Derech Eretz here has to learn, has to, re relates to proper conduct. That it's important to combine 
not just a study of Torah for the sake of study of Torah, but also it has to, as we mentioned, um, affect a person's actions, a person's, de- a person's deeds. Uh, and so therefore, Derech Eretz, proper conduct, uh, is a good uh, complement uh, and requirement to the study of Torah. Now, Rabbi Yaina says over here that, uh, I'll read to you his Lashen, he says, Lashen Derech Eretz, Pa'amim, at times, Shehu Kameshmoi, it means Derech Eretz in terms of conduct and appropriate behavior. Upa'amim, and at times, Shu Amr Lamalacha, it refers to going out to work, earning a livelihood. Hakol Lafi Ha'inyin. It's all dependent on the context and the facts and circumstances. So you have to uh, evaluate uh, how it fits and what the meaning is based on the context. Um, now, that I think requires a little bit of an explanation because what is the meaning of Derech Eretz? And why does it mean malacha in some cases? And why does the same choice of uh, words mean something else in other circumstances? We even find a third um, explanation of what Derech Eretz means, not in our Mishnah, but in Perik Vav, when it talks about the Memches Dvarim, the 48 things, Sha'atoroniknes Behem. So over there, one of the things it lists after Miut Schaira, after the minimizing of, of work um, in order to, f- to focus on growth in Torah, it says, Miut Derecheretz. One of the 48 ways of acquiring Torah is through minimizing Derecheretz. Now, it already said minimizing Schaira, which is work. Clearly, it can't mean Miut Derecheretz that a person has to have poor conduct in order to acquire Torah. So it can't mean that. So what does Miut Derecheretz mean? So miut derech the mefarshim over there say, have to mean another meaning of derech which has to do with marital relations um, and uh, procreation. So that begs the question, what does the word derech mean? How could it mean three different things? Uh, and as Rabbeinu Yoyna says, it depends on the context. How does it work? How does this fit? So the Maharal actually uh, gives us some insight into this, and he explains it, I think, very well. He says that really... The word derech eretz means anything that is necessary for civilization to exist and to continue. Derech eretz, the way of the land. So included in derech eretz is proper conduct. Included in derech eretz is marital relations and having children and offspring to continue propagating the population. Uh, and also included in derech eretz is uh, earning a livelihood, because if people aren't out earning a livelihood, then they'll end up stealing and doing things that are inappropriate. So Derech Eretz is a general term that means um, what's necessary for, uh, to support life and civilization. And that's why, as Rabbi Yoyna says, it depends, on, it depends on the context, because the Derech Eretz term is a much broader term that has multiple meanings depending on the context. So going back to our Mishnah, um, what is the connection between Rabbi Gamliel's teaching and the fact that the Mishnah ch- chooses to mention that he is the son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Rabbi Yehuda the Prince? So the Pardes Yosef says as follows, especially according to the explanation that it relates to Malacha Oishchaira, that Derech Eretz means that it's important for a person to earn a livelihood because that keeps them honest and gives them an appreciation of, of uh, what it takes to earn something and to appreciate and to value um, uh, money. It's important to understand the context of who it's coming from because Rebbe Gamliel 
was the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. He was the son of Rabbi Yehuda, who we know was very wealthy. And because Rabbi Yehuda Anasi was the leader of the Jewish people, and he had the wealth to be able to gather all of the Chachamim and actually put together and organize the Mishnayis, as we have it today, um, he came from a very wealthy family. Rabbi Gamliel did not have to work for a living. Um, and nevertheless, Rabbi Gamliel is the one to come and teach us the importance of earning a livelihood. Um, so therefore, it's, it's important to emphasize that he was the son of Rabbi Yudha Nasi. Uh, for example, in Kohelas, it says that um, famous expression, HaKol Hevel Amar Kohelas, Hevel Avalim, that we know that Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, said that everything in this world, all of materialism, is really not um, of value. Now, if somebody who didn't have any of these things, who didn't have the wealth, said it, it wouldn't mean as much as somebody as King Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech, who was extremely wealthy, and nevertheless was able to evaluate and teach us that really these, these, these things are not important. So it's therefore important to understand and know that Rabbi Gamliel, when he teaches this lesson, we're talking about somebody who was the son of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, who was the son of somebody who had a tremendous wealth and did not need to work for a living. And nevertheless, he is emphasizing the importance of, uh, of earning a livelihood and the importance of work and being productive. Part two uh, of connecting uh, Rebbe Gamliel uh, and the fact that he was the son of, of uh, Rabbi Yudha Nasi to our Mishnah is um, the second part of our Mishnah. At the end, towards the end, he says, Those who are involved in communal work should do it for the sake of heaven. Now, there are many commentaries explaining why these different parts of the Mishnah, the first part and the second part, are connected. But in the Sefer Derech Avais, he explains as follows. He says that Rabbi Gamliel, in the first part of the Mishnah, emphasizes the importance of working, because he held like Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel, famous machlokis um, dispute in Brachas, Daf Lamed Hayamid Beis, over whether a person should focus on earning a livelihood. Um, and he uses the expression Rabbi Shmuel Hanigban Minig Derech Eretz, uses the term Derech Eretz. Uh, or Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, who felt that if you have faith, uh, and he was on a very high spiritual level and had tremendous faith, that God will provide for everything. And the Gemara there says that each one had their views. Many people tried to uh, implement the, the uh, view of Rabbi Shmuel, and they were successful, uh, which is to blend the study of Torah and earning a livelihood, as Rabbi Gamliel says in our Mishnah. So Rabbi Gamliel follows Rabbi Shmuel, whereas uh, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai was on a much higher level, and he says if you're busy studying if you're busy um, uh, earning a livelihood and being busy with each of the seasonal requirements, planting, uh, um, uh, collecting the tua, cutting the tua, selling the tua, um, then you're never going to have any time for learning. So it was clear from the beginning of our mission, Rabbi Gamliel follows the view of Yishmoel, that it's important for everybody to work in Hanig Behen Minig However, what Rabbi Gamliel says is that when it comes to operating apiteva, according to the law of nature, which, uh, according to the law of nature, things don't just fall from the sky, a person actually has to work for a living, and a person will reap reward according to the amount of effort he puts in. When it comes to the claw, when it comes to the community, that's a whole different ballgame. And over there, he was, he was able to experience and witness on his own that when it came to communal initiatives and efforts that he and his father were involved with on behalf of the Jewish people, 
that they saw tremendous Yata Deshmaya, they saw tremendous um, uh, Yeshuas and salvation that was beyond Lamalamanateva, things that were not uh, um, according to nature uh, expected. Um, as it says in the Pasuk and Mishle, Palge Mayim Lev Melech Biyat Hashem, that ultimately the heart uh, and the desires and the wishes of the rulers are in the hands of God. So the first part of the Mishnah says that as individuals, we have, to, we have to work according to the laws of nature and not expect miracles. But when it comes to community work, uh, we see uh, unexpected salvation, uh, and unexpected success. And it was because he lived in the house of the Nasi and he was involved, him and his father, in communal work, he was able to identify with that and try to show the difference between uh, individual uh, approaches versus communal approaches. I recently came across another explanation from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky uh, in his Sefer Emes Yaakov on Perkyavos, uh, which is fascinating. Um, Rabbi Yaakov actually, in a number of instances, ties uh, the lessons to historical events and to the individuals, uh, pretty much uh, consistent with our theme. Uh, and he says as follows, he says that there was a change in the responsibility of the Nasi, of the leadership, uh, at this juncture. Um, up until now, from the times of Hillel until the time of Rabbi Yehuda HaNasi, the Nasi was not only responsible for dealing with uh, the public communal issues, but he was also the, the Torah leader and the Torah sage, and he was responsible for the Messor of the Torah and dealing with responding to questions and answers and giving Musr and so on and so forth. But over here, there was a change. And where we see that is it's based on a Gemara in Mesech Tiksubis Kuf Gimel Amid Beis. And over there it says that at the time of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's departure from this world, he said, um, I'm reading to you the words of Rabbi Yaakov. He says that there was a new Hanhaga that was being introduced. And he said uh, to the public and to his children, Shimon Bani Chacham, my son Shimon will be the Chacham, the person who people go to with questions on the Torah. Gamliel Bani Nasi, Gamliel, my son, will be the Nasi. So there was a split, whereas till now, Rabbi Yaakov says, all of the Nesim, Gamkein Rashi Yeshiva Umosrei HaTorah, all of the Nesim from Hillel until Rabbi Yehuda Nasi were not just the Nesim who were responsible for leading the nation, but they were also the Rashi Yeshiva and the Mosrei HaTorah, those who gave over the Mesor of the Torah. But over here, there was a split, and he felt that it was appropriate to make this split, um, and Rabbi Gamliel was really given the responsibility of being the Nasi, whereas his brother, Rabbi Shimon, and another brother of Hanina were responsible for dealing with the Mesorah and dealing with uh, the Anhag of the nation as it relates to Torah. So therefore, it's important, therefore, according to Rabbi Yaakov, to, to explain, that's why it says that he was the son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, because Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi introduced, at this point, a change in the leadership. Uh, and therefore, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Gamliel is coming along and saying, even though I am not responsible for the Mesorah of the Torah, and I am not the Chacham and the Rashi Yeshiva, that's not my job, but it's important to understand that as the Nasi and as a leader of Klai Yisrael, everything has to be based on the Torah. And that's why he starts off by saying, And in the words of Rabbi Yaakov, he says, Al hamanig liskor The manig, the leader, needs to remember that everything has to 
um, draw itself from Imayan HaTorah, from the well of Torah, to grow from it. And that should be the basis of any leader. And at the end, Rabbi Yaakov says, and we need to learn from this, even though we are now in exile, we don't have a Nasi, a leader that everybody looks, looks up to and who's universally accepted as the leader of the Jewish people. We don't have a Resh we call Malcolm, nevertheless, when it comes to a, a, a position of leadership uh, in uh, Jewish communal work, Manhigus Ha'am, leading the nation, Lo will not be successful, Elohim Kane, unless Tihem unless it is based on Birkeah Torah and Ishmael's mitzvah, based on the Torah and is consistent with its lessons and its mitzvah. So that's why we now understand that really. Uh, Rebbe Gamliel, being that he was a son of Rabbi Yudha Nasi, and that is where there was a shift in the responsibility, it's important that he comes along to express the emphasis of Yafet Talmatorim Derecheres, even though that uh, his responsibility was leading, but it has to be based on the Torah. And, it, and that's, that's why we also understand the continuation of the Mishnah, because since he is responsible with leadership, so he says, and then he says, anybody who is involved with Tzibur, you So the lesson is coming from Begamliel because of the change in leadership, uh, and that is consistent with um, um, uh, Rabbi Yaakov's uh, approach and our approach, and we now have two approaches, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you very, very much. Okay.